Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Football at five. That's what Brent Martineau calls it. I just call it hour three. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, if you're just jumping in on your way home on your last day before the Christmas break, we appreciate you being here. My name's Casey Kurtz. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. And uh, we got you for another hour. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. But like I was saying, Brent Martineau on the way to the Big Apple. Might be in the Big Apple. Don't know his travel plans like that. We're not that close. Um, But he's there. He's going to cover the Jags on Sunday. Got the fam out there for Christmas in the big city. I wonder if he'll go see the big uh, Christmas tree, the Rockefeller, whatever Christmas tree. Um, I'm sure there's some other stuff that is, you know, maybe ice skating. You think Brent's an outdoor ice skating guy? Uh, I think he knows how to. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's his thing, though. But, you know, maybe. I know he said he, the fam. he, said the kids really want to see snow. Um, there you go. So unconfirmed if that'll happen, but um, I think he's an outdoor ice skating guy. I can see that being true. Uh, Austin Lane, his co-host on this program, also on the way out of town. Uh, he's off to see the fam um, in a location I won't give away because I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not going to be responsible for y'all finding Austin on this holiday weekend. But nevertheless, they're out. We're in, and it's all good. We got an hour with you before we say goodbye until Monday when Brent. He'll be back in a way. He'll be doing the show live from a different location. That's not New York again. Not going to tell you Brent's life like that, but I'll be here. And we'll be doing the show together for a week. Austin will be off enjoying time with the family. Football at five right here on ESPN 690. And we got the Jags. We got the Jets. We've talked about that a little bit, but frankly, neither team is very good. And as much as we talk about the Jags around here, and obviously that's our jobs, there's not much to break down when they're playing the Jets. So... What I think we should do, Brian Middleton, is start a petition, right? And I've never started a petition, and I don't think I've ever signed one. Um, However, we're going to have to start one because the Pro Bowl rosters have come out. Where is Logan Cook? Mm. Logan Cook is a Pro Bowler. Whoa. Sounds like rant number two. I mean, goodness gracious, I don't know who's punting. For the let's find this out. You know what? It doesn't matter. They're not better than Logan Cook. We had one chance. We had one opportunity. Logan Cook deserving of being a Pro Bowler, and they said, you know what? Nah, we're gonna give it to somebody else who punts the football. What a joke. Am I? Do we need to start a petition, Brian Middleton? Am I? Am I way off here, or is Logan Cook a Pro Bowler? You tell me. Well, first of all, we got um, Brian Anger in the NFC, yeah, and we got AJ nice. Cole. AFC. That's infuriating. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Casey, I don't feel that strongly about it. Okay. You know, uh, okay. he'll be all right. Yeah, he'll what? be all right. See, see. Make the, make the case why he should be a pro bowler. Be, okay. Sway me. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to get into statistics. He has to be out there more than any other punter. <laughs> His leg has had to have swung more times than any other punter in the National Football League this season. It just has to be. Maybe the Lions guy, but he got snubbed too, I guess. Right? Right. So, at the end of the day, yeah, A.J. Cole, punter for the Raiders. Look, the Raiders, they're okay. They don't punt as much as the Jags. I'm telling you right now. Logan Cook, listen, if Logan Cook wasn't the punter, he would be cheered every time he came on the field because he consistently does his job. 
Nobody in the Jags organization is doing their job good, well, above satisfactory as often as Logan Cook. Does he shank one every now and again? Yes. But here's the great thing about shanking a putt if you're a punt, not a putt. I miss putts all the time. But a punt, when you shank one and you're the punter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, guess what? Nobody cares because you're on the Jags and you're like, eh, par for the course. They can't run. They can't block. They can't punt. But Logan Cook is a staple. When I saw this come out yesterday, I, I was reading the Twitter feed or the uh, the Twitter thread, so like I didn't see the list or anything, and I just like scrolled through the Twitter as fast as I could to get to the punters at the bottom. I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed when I didn't see Logan Cook. You really are about this. It's disrespectful. I mean, look. I got him pulled up right here. Five punts. Five punts. Five punts. Three. Four, see. Seven. See. Four. 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 He's always out there. He's got two more sixes. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he works. He's, he earned his paycheck. He's the only guy, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say only, but he's one of the few that consistently earn their paycheck. I don't know what his paycheck is, but it probably should be more. I don't know what we have to do to make this guy the highest paid punter in the league. We sure as heck got the salary cap for it. I'm just saying, if we're not going to use the salary cap on actual like other skill positions, give me a specialist. Specialist. Give me Logan Cook. A.J. Cole. What? AJ Cole. Well, let's let's look at AJ Cole. All right. Looks like he's leading for uh, average punt, fifty point six yards a punt. AJ Cole. He's leading. Yeah, fifty point six. So he's not out there enough. Look, when you only punt twice in a game, like what accomplishment is that? Logan Cook, forty-seven point one. That makes him about one, two, three, four enough behind AJ Cole. No, see how many more times has he kicked it? Does is that a stat? Uh, Probably punts, 56 for A.J. Cole and for Cook, 68. No, long, 63, sorry, 63 to 56. So seven more for huh? Logan Cook. Yeah, well, look, I stand by my statement. A.J. Cole, 71 is his longest. Uh-huh. Cook, 68. Well, he's, you know. Inside he of plays the 20, here you go, here goes the stat. Okay, Inside yeah, yeah, 20, yeah. Logan Cook, 28, A.J. Cole, 23. There you go. Logan Cook is pinning them deep. And they still score, but that's not his fault. Not his fault. This guy is throwing darts as a punter. Listen, he's the only chance we had. You scroll up and down the Pro Bowl roster in the AFC. We, okay, we don't even need to talk about quarterback. Running back, look, if Urban and Daryl Bevel would have been given James Robinson the ball, maybe. But we're losing out to Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon. Fair enough. Wide receiver, we keep scrolling. Tight end, I don't see Dan Arnold. We keep scrolling. Offensive line, once again, we keep scrolling. Defensive end, no, nope. Interior lineman, no. Outside linebacker, Josh Allen's pretty good, but uh, so are Joey Bosa, TJ Watt, and Matt Judon. Yeah, he's not going to break those three right now. Miles Jack could not get in. Um, He lost out to Darius Leonard and Denzel Perryman. Uh, J.C. Jackson at the corner spot is uh, might be the best corner in the league, underappreciated for sure. Um, the safety spot, once again, we'll keep scrolling. Uh, place kicker, look, Matthew Wright has been <laughs> solid, but you're not going to uh-huh. beat out Justin Tucker. Um, what about long snapper? Who's our long snapper? Uh, Casey McDermott, I believe. Okay. Uh, we're going to just yeah. – uh, yeah, I mean, listen, a long the hardest thing I'm on. trying to do is break down punting stats, yeah. long snapping. I got no chance for you. But here's actually something that – 
it's, I, I can't say that it's wrong, but it's unfortunate because you have return specialist, and that'll go to Devin Duvernay of the Ravens. That would have been Jamal Agnew if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. So that's he had a very strong case. I agree with that. Yeah. That's unfortunate for Jamal because definitely deserving what he did in a short amount of time, by the way. Another little tidbit of NFL news. Uh, Cam Akers designated to return by the Rams, so that is good news for the former Florida State product. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Levante David will go on IR. A.J. Brown activated from the injured reserve ahead of Thursday Night Football tonight, which you can hear right here on ESPN 690. But the point of the story is this, folks. He may not be a pro bowler. He may be the snub of the season, but I'll tell you this. If you're out last-minute Christmas shopping and you're looking for a special gift for that special someone that's a Jags fan, sure, you could get the 16 jersey. And listen, I would take it. If someone got me a 16 jersey, I wouldn't be that. I'd be pretty happy with that, all right? No matter what the comments said earlier in the show, Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. But listen, everyone got their 16 jerseys in April or May or whenever, um, early in the season, let's say. Uh, you might find some 85s on clearance, so your option would be you duct tape Arnold over the Tebow name or you give him a Tebow jersey, whatever works. Might find some Urban Meyer shirts. Probably should stay away from those. But listen, if you want a gift that you know is, one, not going to get traded, not going to get cut, or never go out of style, that's the Logan Cook jersey. All right? Where are you going to find one? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know who carries them. I've never seen one in person. But, tell you this, never going to go out of style. Logan Cook, disrespect of the season. The NFL at it again to get the Jags. Here's what I do want to talk about, non-Jags related with the Pro Bowl rosters, and that's Max Crosby. So Max Crosby, pass rusher, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I, I, I've watched a decent amount of Raider football because early in the season I thought, like, I, I was pretty sure that they were going to be great. I was wrong. But nevertheless, I've watched a lot of Raider games. And if you look at it, the sack totals for Max Crosby have not been great. Not great at he, all. He only has five on the season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And three of them in one game, two in the other. Yeah. This guy's a problem. Like, he's in the backfield a lot. He's not getting the sacks, but this guy's a problem. And I watched early in the season this guy being disruptive, and I thought my first thought was, dang it. I don't know how he could have been a Jag, but he probably could have some way. But then I kind of remember what I know about Max Crosby, go on Twitter, and I see his quote after being selected to the Pro Bowl. He says, I was in rehab two years ago, and now I'm in the Pro Bowl. And that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Um... The Max Crosby story was a sad one, but it's now a happy one because of where he is in his career and just as a person where he is in his life. Um, He had some substance issues. He had some addiction issues. He went to rehab. He fixed those. He made a better life for himself, a healthier life for himself. He's now a pro bowler for the Las Vegas Raiders. And for no real reason, not a Raiders fan, uh, didn't really have any... Uh, attraction, I guess you could say, to be a fan of Max Crosby. He, you know, not a college reason, not a, any other reason. I'm rooting for the guy. You know, how could you not, right, Brian Middleton? Right. I mean, look, first of all, you can start with saying there's a lot of people that may need help that choose not to get it. 
This guy recognized that he needed help. He got it. He then became healthy, and he's now one of the best players in the NFL. That has to be an incredible role model type person to look at if you may be struggling in your own life. No, absolutely, man. That's um, probably his biggest accomplishment if you sit down and talk with him uh, because that spans beyond uh, his actual vocation, uh, which is the NFL right now. Uh, But, you know, on a lighter note, to the initial point of just making the Pro Bowl, but the stats, the gaudy stats may not be there. It's so good to see that people can watch the tape, they can listen to the players, and they can see how good of a player he has been. Because you're right, disrupting a play, moving the line, causing a quarterback to hold the ball for one second longer because you're putting pressure on, making a running back do another cut that they may have not wanted to do to try to hit the hole faster. All of these things that you can do that don't necessarily show up on the actual stat line are so important to every play of a football game. And you'll hear people say that in post-game press conferences or even, you know, halftime or whenever you interview a coach or a player. And it does come off as cliche sometimes, but it's so important that you look at some of these plays that aren't necessarily counted statistically. Maybe when they go back and run their tape, and I'm not sure how they grade out their players, they probably have some kind of of statistical category for that, you know, individually for each team. But it's so good to see that you have, uh, you know, a player of this caliber who's had a good season, and even though it's not, oh, man, he has 11 sacks, you know, he's been in the backfield, you know, uh, so many tackles for losses, and he can still get a Pro Bowl nod. It's really good to see. Absolutely. Well said as well. So uh, Max Crosby, obviously, will be at the Pro Bowl for the AFC. Some other highlights for the AFC South, uh, or lowlights, depending on how you want to look at that, not being Jags players. Got Kevin Byard from the Titans. Kenny Moore from the Colts. Darius Leonard, who, let me tell you, you want to talk about a problem. Darius Leonard is all over. You watch the Colts game, he's in the backfield. He's in coverage. He's everywhere. Darius Leonard will be there. At the middle linebacker spot, Ryan Kelly, their center, Quentin Nelson, their left guard, as you know. Um, Obviously, Jonathan Taylor will be there. Jonathan Taylor may be the MVP of the league. We'll get into that in a second, by the way. But I want to let you know this. Um, I believe a friend of yours has commented on the Twitter. Uh, This is Football at Five, but I do want to work this in. I'm going to read you the comment, and then I'm going to see if you can guess who said it. He said, why MJ is the GOAT and LeBron is maybe top 20? Any guesses? (laughs) I can only think of a few people, a few haters in Duval that would say something like that. Yeah. Do I I really, should I say their name? Uh, I think I know who it is. I think that they work with us, right? I I don't work with them, but... You know what I'm saying. Yep. We've all worked together. Yeah, that would... Okay, yeah, that's who I thought it was. It's okay. It's all right. Hey, listen, man. I have no problem um, for, you know, people who love MJ. You know, he played in the 1900s. You you know, that's a while ago, people. It's okay, though. He he won. You know, he also lost. But but that's not what we're talking about right now. We are talking about uh, NFL, talking about the Pro Bowl, the lack of Jags. uh, And that's what we're going to stick on right now. But I do appreciate the comment in the stream. Make sure you comment every day we're on, especially on OT. Thank you. There you go. Let him know. I just wanted to work that in. I thought you'd appreciate um, a blue check watching the show. That's not Brad Martineau or Austin Lane. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to this, though, real quick. Jonathan Taylor, is he the league MVP? I say yes. 
Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you can lean that way. I, I do believe that these next couple of weeks are very big. If somehow Tom Brady can get this team to go 3-0, I think he's going to win it. Right. Sure, uh, sure. Or even 2-1, you know, as long as they don't just completely fall off the map. Um, and they look good with that 2-1 or 3-0 and run, mm-hmm. I think he's going to squeeze in and get it, which will be a great story as well. But I, I am kind of pulling for Jonathan Taylor to, to get that because he's had an outstanding season. Yeah, I mean, the stats are incredible for Jonathan Taylor. This is another note. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor rushes for over 100 yards, the Colts have not lost this season. Yeah. Uh, the, the rest of the schedule looks like this for the Colts, by the way. The Cardinals in Arizona. That'll be tough. You got the... <laughs> You got the Raiders in Indianapolis, and then you've got the Jags. So, uh, by the way, Jonathan's career high in rushing yards in a game came against the Jags. So that's something to look forward to. And I think you can obviously make the argument to your point, Tom Brady, the Bucks wouldn't be where they are without Tom Brady. Where would the Colts be without Jonathan Taylor? Like Carson Wentz, what was the number? 50, 57. Carson Wentz is out there throwing for 57 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries. Would they even score points without Jonathan Taylor? Like, I'm half kidding, but at the same time, I'm half serious. I don't don't know. I don't think they would score. Like, if you put it all on Carson Wentz, there's no way. Sure, you'd beat, like, the Texans and the Jags, and that's all fine and good. But Jonathan Taylor is their entire offense. They win games because of him, and you just feed him and feed him. And that works in the playoffs, by the way. Their defense is incredible, and they run the football, so... I mean, you know, what's very disheartening uh, is that imagine being a defense in the AFC South where you have Derrick Henry and you got Jonathan Taylor. And and James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, James Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you're putting James Robinson in, in the same class as... as, uh, I know what I said. We'll just, yeah. I mean, he's a good player. He's Maybe he gets there. I mean, I don't know, but... I'm just talking about having to face those guys yeah. at least four times in a in a season. Yeah, it's tough oh, for the goodness. Jags, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So you wonder why they uh, made such a point to stop the run in the offseason. Um, you know, they'll have to do that for like, I don't know, the next 10 years. So that's the situation there. But at the end of the day, I just want you to know that Logan Cook should be a pro bowler. And if you need a last-minute Christmas gift, First of all, if you find somewhere that sells Logan Cook jerseys, that would be a start. But that's the gift to get. He's not getting traded. He's not getting cut. And he should have been a Pro Bowler. Dang it. One of these years we'll get Logan Cook Pro Bowl jerseys. I didn't forget Brian Milton. You thought I forgot? I forgot. (laughs) Okay, well, I didn't. You know me. We're playing Santa Claus right now on ESPN 690. We got two tickets to the Colts and the Jags. On the other side of the new year, the last game of the regular season. We gave some away yesterday. We're going to give away a pair today right now. The number 904-362-9901-904-362-9901. Be caller number, let's go five. Caller number five right now, 904-362-9901. Win a pair of tickets to see Jonathan Taylor, potentially the MVP, cap the MVP season against the Jags at the bank on the other side of the new year. We'll be back on the other side of this break on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Rolls along on a Thursday. 
last day of the week for us here. Last day of the week for Brad Martineau, Austin Lane. Well, that was yesterday. Yeah. They gave me the day off, too. They said, just, just ride into the sunset, have a good break. I said, that's not how we operate around here. First, first thing I said, they said, you got the day off. I said, what are the odds me and Brian Middleton can hop on and do the show? And Brad said, extremely low. And I said, okay. that's a, So it's not a no. And here we are on your radio right now until 6 o'clock. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you here. We usually do the overtime 6 to 6.30. I'm usually on 3 to 6 with Brandon Austin, but change of plans today for the holiday. Had a winner for the Jags tickets. Congratulations to our guy Ben going to the Jags and Colts. We'll have more of those uh, next week. I believe the week after as well. So don't worry if you didn't get them. You'll have more opportunities coming up next week and the week after. And at the end of the day, when we get to that game, if you don't happen to win the free tickets, if the luck is not in your favor, I'm sure you could get in pretty cheap because it's probably not going to be a good situation come when the Colts come a-knocking. But I will tell you this, for some reason unknown to me, the Jags always split with the Colts. Don't matter who the quarterback is, Bortles, Minshew, hopefully Trevor, they always split with the Colts. I don't know how. I don't know why, but it is possible. Coming up tonight on ESPN 690, we got that Thursday night football, the last Thursday night football game of the week. And let me tell you, Brian, the anticipation, we started this thing. It may or may not have been my idea uh-huh. between me, Brent, and Austin. Okay. I said, let's do these Thursday night picks, all right? One of us will pick the winner straight up. Okay. One of us will pick the over-under. Uh-huh. One of us will pick the spread, right? It'll be great. We'll do a contest. Loser buys. I think I said smoothies, right? Okay. Because I was, like, covering for myself in case I lost because I was like, smoothies, I can afford that. Absolutely. So this should have been, like, a big-time, like, moment. You know what I'm saying? This should have been the last one. Everyone should have had a chance and opportunity because, in theory, if you think about it, every week we all could have won. If like I, I know I'm not explaining that well because you don't really understand it, but if we we all could have been undefeated the entire time, it would have been unprecedented. But the point of the story is Brett Martineau won going away. We've been done for three weeks because Brett Martineau absolutely smoked me in Austin Lane. The guy is not good at making picks like for the regular games. He's borderline horrible at it. Okay. Um, I made fun of him. How you feel? He's really bad. I made a lot of them last week. Made fun of him a lot last week. He was 0 and 6. I uh, didn't get a single one right. Um, he lucked into, like, the luckiest fantasy draft of all time. He called me while the draft was going on in the ESPN League. He's like, how do I get in? Where's the link? I'm <laughs> like, what? Whoa, hey, hold on. Hey, let's put a pin on it. Who was that? Who was that you were impersonating just now? <laughs> Brent Martineau. That's Brent Martineau? Yeah. Okay. Play that back for him. I just want to make sure that <laughs> he can hear that that's how he sounds in your head. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, telling me, like, it must be in my other email. And then he, like, paused like I was supposed to respond. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, well, you know, go there. Anyway, against all odds, he's the number one seed in fantasy football. Wow. We didn't talk about this this week much because he's, he's scared is what it boils down to. I was the four seed. I sneak in in my first year with ESPN 690 to the chagrin of many. I had some – Austin Lane was very disappointed. He's playoffless playoff list Austin Lane but here's the situation <laughs> Mr. Thanksgiving Mr. Thanksgiving did not stuff the stats in fantasy football <laughs> I'll tell you that playoff list so here's the situation fantasy football obviously you know two weeks uh, for the playoffs right. Brent's the one I'm the four he had a bad week he only scored 59 points that's where's where's Chuck 59 points Chuck what is that that's terrible yeah it is Chuck you better believe it so 
59 points. I had 114. Again, not great. But I have the lead over Brent Martineau. The situation is this. Um, I will have a guy playing tonight that is Brandon Ayuk, which scares me to death. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But against all odds, Brent Martineau can't pick games, um, somehow wins the, the Thursday night football. He has a really good fantasy team. I don't know how he did this. Uh, he had to have cheated. He must have had a different link in that different email because here's his team. Tom Brady, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Alvin Kamara, Odell, Jamar Chase, Wow. Amari Cooper, George Kittle, Justin Tucker. Hold on, man. Yeah. Did you guys draft all at the same time? That's what right. I'm trying to figure out. What's happening around here? I'm trying to figure out where I was. Who's on your team? Oh, yeah, I can do that. If um, you tell me Heineke, I tell you what, so I here's, know something. So here's the start. Justin Fields, okay, hear me out. Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, James Robinson. God, my team is not good. It's not. Brandon Ayuk, it gets, it gets worse. What is going on around here? Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey, uh, the Chargers defense, and Matt Gay. Um, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I should say this. I don't have any receivers. That's why I'm playing guys like Amon. I drafted Lockett, and Devontae Smith is my other receiver, but I can't, I can't put him out there. I do have Damian Harris, uh, who's been on my bench a little bit. My usual quarterback's Derek Carr, but I made the change to Justin Fields. So I'm up. What is that, roughly 50 points on Brent Martineau? Can I close the deal? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, especially because as of now, uh, Travis Kelsey is out due to COVID. I was about to say that. Kelsey had that huge game last week. And so now, yeah, I don't don't know about that one. It's going to be close. Yeah, so listen, we didn't talk about it this week. I'm talking about it right now because I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him against all odds. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what could surely help my chances. What's that? Thursday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans right here on ESPN 690 starting at 8 o'clock. Kickoff will be around 8.20. But this is a good matchup on Thursday Night Football. Uh, The 49ers got to come across the country, which will be tough. Uh, Tennessee sounds like they will get A.J. Brown back. Julio Jones supposed to play as well. I think San Francisco is really good. Um, They're proving that, and they win – like, you know, every, it doesn't matter who's playing running back. It could be literally any dude that you just find, otherwise known as Eliza Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Jamichael Hasty, I believe is the other one. Like, it doesn't matter who they find. They're going to run the football. They're going to play some defense. And when Jimmy G needs to make a throw, he's going to make it. Mm. It's not going to be to Brandon Ayuk, almost guaranteed. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But when he makes a throw, when he need, when you need a throw made, Jimmy G is going to make the throw. He's a classic game manager, and I mean that in the best way possible because he game managed them all the way to a Super Bowl a couple years ago. San Francisco's dangerous. I may have picked the Titans to win the Super Bowl, so that is what it is. But I like San Francisco tonight. Brian Middleton, am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. Um, gosh. Yeah, I feel like the 49ers are going to win this game as well. Are they coming in as a favorite? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, they, you I, be, I believe they are, okay. but I don't remember exactly. I'll get that number for you. See. Looks like they're coming in as a three-point favorite. Okay, so. Yep. Sounds hey, about right. Listen. Yeah, I think, that, I think that this is going to be a really good game, number one. The playoff implications for both teams, um, I think, makes it that much more uh, interesting and intriguing a matchup, and then you're talking about uh, San Francisco that is, is just figuring out a way to still just be around. Again, we talked about it earlier that logjam in the NFC 
uh, we have uh, the Packers, I think, 11 and three, and you have four teams that are 10 and four, and then you have you know a team like um, like San Fran that's you know fighting for their playoff you know lives as well. But they are a good team, um, you know, with AJ Brown uh, playing for the Titans, you know, that can change a lot of dynamics in the game as well. It'll be a close game. It will be. But I can see the 49ers pulling this one out. Yeah, and I think it's funny about this one is the comparison that has been made one a many, too many times, I should say, to Debo Samuel and LaVisca Chanel. Because... What? Yeah, no, I'm with you. But many people thought when you drafted LaVisca Chenault, you were getting the Debo Samuel light. Debo Samuel's in the backfield. He's taking hands-offs. He's catching passes. He's making every single play on the field. And people thought, and I'm just going to say people. I'm not going to name any names. I'm about to say who? I'm not going to name any names. I oh. need first and last names and <laughs> addresses. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but, you know. Are there people that we work with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, he's not that guy. We got that one, too, don't we? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. He's not. LaVisca Chanel is not. And the point of that is, listen, the, the LaVisca Chanel conversation is a different one. Uh, he, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a drastically different one, but we're not going to have it. But what we are going to say is Debo Samuel is a really good football player. And the things he does for San Francisco makes them that much scarier to me because at least the way I look at it, He's on the field every play. You don't know where he's going to line up. And some way or another, they're going to get him the football, and he's going to break tackles, whether it's in the backfield, whether yeah. it's going over a corner. And to me, that gives them, like they're a three-point favorite on the road going across the country. They're a three-point favorite in my eyes because Debo Samuel is worth that. That's how I, that's how I look at it. So he's worth the three points. I think so. Okay. Because if you look at their Absolutely. offense, it's literally just a guy. Just George Kittle's very good, too. Just a guy, just a guy, just a guy. Literally, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the definition of just a guy. It's literally almost the same name. And then, boom, Debo Samuel. South Carolina's own. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know? Man, I, let I me ask you this. The, I don't even know the draft, to be real with you, but I'm sure the Jags could have had Debo I'm sure they could have. Let me ask you this. As well. About Debo Samuel. Yeah, what about him? Uh, you had to get that little South Carolina's only in right there, right? He went to the University I of know South he Carolina. Did. What are I, you talking I, about? I, I know dang well. He's from Inman. You know where Inman, South Carolina is? I actually do. So Why'd now. you say it's so disappointing? Because <laughs> I, I, I actually do. Oh, it's not the biggest place in the world. Okay, but fair enough. So here's my point. He was there. I didn't realize this. The Jags had the the pick directly before, and they picked Jawan Taylor. Mm. Tell me that's not the truth. You yeah. tell me that that didn't really happen. That really happened? Yeah. Jawan Taylor went 35th. Debo went 36th. Boy, I tell you what. Yeah. Sometimes I think the Jags don't want to win. Yeah, it's tough. And they, that was actually the draft. They did something right. They picked Josh Allen at seven because oh. he fell to them. Oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. I, no, fast. no, because here's the thing. The Raiders had to pick Cleveland Farrell, and then the Giants had to pick Daniel Jones to fall to Josh Allen. I can only imagine what they would have done if he didn't fall in their lap. Okay. But, yeah, you missed out on Debo Samuel there. But to my point, Ooh, hey, yeah. why was South Carolina not winning with Debo Samuel? If you said South Carolina's own, why weren't they winning football games? Listen, it's like I told you beforehand. You remember last week when I was saying, you know what? South Carolina right now has the 20th ranked uh, recruiting class. The 20th ranked. All That's the right. teams in 20. 
But the problem is there's seven other teams in the same conference, like two or three in their actual uh, division that are ahead of them. That's the issue. It just is. And, you know, hopefully, you know, Shane is trying to make that change, trying to combine the recruiting with the coaching, coaching the people up, uh, you know, to be a better team. But that's the biggest issue. That's going to always be the biggest issue when you're dealing with a team in the SEC that's not a, a natural, like, blue blood, like a UGA or a Alabama or Auburn. So, you know, or, or Florida for, like, you know, we're like two thousand. We ain't gonna talk about Florida. 10. They're they're playing two thousand two thousand and ten Florida. Yeah. Oh boy. So anyway, they're playing the Gasparilla Bowl by the way tonight. Uh, Congratulations. On, yeah, literally Thursday night football for the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, probably won't be tuning in. By the way, YouTube says this is a good point. Good franchises draft Debo Samuel. Bad franchises draft Ace Sanders. Do you know who Ace Sanders is? Somebody. Hey, clap. I wish I had a clapping sound right now. We don't, yeah, have, so we, simple. We don't have a clap. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do. I'm not on it's, that a page. Different, it's a different page. Yeah, I'm not on that page. So, real quick about Ace Sanders. Uh, not, um, not advocating for Ace Sanders. Uh, Sounds like you're about to. I'm not. So, here's first of all, Ace Sanders. You're about to say a butt? No, you should know South Carolina. Played for South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. I, I know who it is. I, I'm trying to see where you're about to go with this. High school. In Bradenton, Florida, otherwise known as Manatee. Born and raised, Palmetto, Florida, Ace Sanders. That's my guy. Shout out to the 941. I don't know him personally, but we're both from the 941. Um, that's pretty much all I got on Ace Sanders. But when I saw his name pop up on the YouTube, by the way, fantastic point. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubting it. But, hey, when you see someone from Palmetto, Florida, that's my Palmetto, not Palmetto, Miami, my Palmetto, Florida... <laughs> You gotta be excited about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Did you see the the next comment? We gotta get to break. But do you see this next comment right here about Tyron Woodley? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What's happening? The, right U- here? the YouTube is hot right now. By the way, you want to stay with the comments? That same blue check mark from last break. Uh huh. He's, he's back. He's still going. You want to know what he said or on the other side? I'm about to say yeah on the other side because I'm about to give out his information now. Uh oh. Keep coming back. I'm trying to Uh-oh. keep your anonymity, man. That's an important person. You don't want that information. I don't out there. want that kind of problem. I we, don't want that kind of smoke. We got <laughs> we got one more segment to go right here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. One segment to go. Eight or so minutes. Christmas holiday is upon us. We're going to talk about Christmas here in just a second as I hit the wrong button. There we go. We're good to roll now. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Before the break, I told you that your counterpart, co-worker in a sense, not at ESPN 690, does have a blue check mark. He's lighting you up in Twitter, man. He ain't lighting me up. He's lighting you up. So this is this is what I got from him, by the way. The Colts are the LeBron of the NFL. Good, but not great. By the way, that has two retweets. People are like on that. Anyway, LeBron isn't even a top 10 all-time Laker. Sincerely, ball don't lie. And then we got South Carolina football is a lot like LeBron. A lot of excuses. He's nah, coming. Nah, no. He's coming for nah, your throat, man. Not even, it's not even that level. Listen, as a, as a Gamecock fan and LeBron fan, those two names should not be put in the same sentence for any reason. The excuses, wins, success, none of that. 
we nah, we're gonna stop right there. Hey, listen, man. To this uh, blue check mark, I appreciate it. Um, here's the thing, man. If you not, if you don't have haters, you're not really popping. You're okay. not really doing anything. See, haters come for you, Casey. Yeah. When you start talking truth, when you start striking that truth nerve, uh -huh. people don't like that. They call good evil and evil good. They call my truth wrong when really it's nothing but right. Jonathan Taylor probably going to win the MVP, much like LeBron has done over uh -oh. and over uh -oh. and over. That's true. And over. Uh -huh. hmm? And listen, for all the all the hate that someone has, you go be happy with your uh, with your bald headed basketball god. Huh? He had a whole fifty part series, right? What was it called? Uh, last train to Paris. I didn't watch it. Uh, last, uh, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And, and listen, I enjoyed it. I watched it. I didn't. I like the one sidedness of the documentary. There you go. Let him know. Yeah, I appreciated it. Uh, but what I'm not going to do with you is go back and forth. Blue check mark. Well, I'm going to do it in person. Okay. Yeah. He said he's going to find you in the streets. Is more or less what he said. Um, by the way, last one. Good segue though. He doesn't even know it, but it's a good segue. LeBron doesn't deliver. Unlike Santa Claus. Well, we may have kids listening, so I don't want to... Listen. I don't want to drop any <laughs> any real truths out nah, here. you ain't got to. But that, that's yeah. a good segue as to what we're trying to close out the show with, close out the week with. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we are on the way yeah, it's fair. to Christmas and the holidays. Um, Brian Middleton, listen, like I said, every day I feel like I find out more about you. So I'm really interested... To see what this answer is going to be, by the way, more slander of you on YouTube, not even from the blue check mark, just the regular viewers are letting you know how wrong you are about LeBron, and that's neither here nor there. No, Although, hold on. This no, is I'm a big, this here. is a line. I like this guy, though. I like this guy. Let me say something. Okay. I always tell people it goes either LeBron and Kareem, then we can start talking about Michael and Magic. So I'm with you. Now, you start naming you saying Worthy and Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. Like, look, man, Jerry, Jerry West does not want to see LeBron. Like, stop it. Like, knock it off. You hear me? It's all good. I get it. He's the logo. He's a, he was a great player. I think he was 1-9 in the finals, right? He only had one. He had a bunch of losses like LeBron, but he has less wins than LeBron. And he's been a great front office guy. Legendary. I'm with you. But, like, like knock it off with some of these names. They would not want to see LeBron. But I definitely agree with him about Kareem. And, uh, you know, being in the discussion for the best ever from college career to NBA career. That's all. All right. Sparking the debate. Anyway, back to the question I was asking you. Christmas memories, Brian Middleton. What's your favorite one? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was still in South Carolina. Okay. Uh, my dad woke us all up. And we actually, instead of opening up presents, um, so what we do is, like, uh, we, we read the Christmas story out of the Bible, and then we... Uh, I didn't we, see that coming. Yeah, I know, right? And then we uh, open up all these presents. That's how it's always been, right? Okay. Um, but this Christmas, he actually woke us up early, and we ended up going downtown, uh, downtown Charleston, and uh, we actually fed the homeless. Interesting. And it was, like, as a seven-year-old... You don't think that you would have fun. And I don't know if I actually had fun, but I sure. enjoyed it. Does that make sense? Yes, I do. Yeah, I and you. so I made, uh, you know, uh, a, definite, a definite decision that that's something that I wanted to do uh, once I get a family. 
granted, I got to find a wife. Yeah. Got to get some kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to do those things right to get a family. Uh, but that's a tradition that I want to continue on with because it's like one of the best ones that I've had in, you know, my entire time of living here. So. Interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you this again. Like I said, learning new things every day. You said we all. Yeah, other family members. Okay. Word, word, word. Just just checking. Um, all right. Well, that is, again, see, I don't have that story. So, like, again, like, I feel like I, I can't follow this all day. You said things that make me feel like I can't follow it. I was just going to tell you about one time when I was a little kid. This is going to sound super redneck. I got this little, uh, not really little, oh. I could fit in it, Jeff Gordon, like, powered race car. Okay. So I used to drive it around in, like, the yard. That's my story. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. And then, so it broke, actually, and then we got another one, like, another year later. Oh. Two years later. Wow, you had to wait a whole other Christmas? Yeah. So anyway, this this <laughs> Jeff Gordon car was dope, right? So we used, okay. to, we used to whip it around, and then, like, I'm huge now. But, like, I grew as a kid a lot, so uh-huh. I was, like, tall as a kid, so I didn't fit in the car. Okay. So then my grandma just, like, gave it to my cousin. So then he was whipping it, and then I was mad, of course, you know, per the use. And then his younger brother, who's also my cousin, he then got to whip the Jeff Gordon car. Wow. Yeah. At this point, you were how old once your other cousin got to whip it? Why you got to put me on the spot like that? Well, because you said that you had jealousy in your heart, and I just want to make sure it was I had jealousy for, like, the first the first cousin because he's only, like, two years apart. Okay. Then the other cousin's, like, I think four. Okay. So I was kind of over it type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Sounds Jeff— Sounds like you weren't, though. Yeah, okay. I really wasn't. The Jeff Gordon, I'm still really not over it. Um, I think this, I think the car still exists in my uh, grandparents' basement, but that's unconfirmed. <laughs> but so yeah, that's my story. I was riding around the yard in a Jeff Gordon car. It was pretty dope. It was like long and like it moved pretty fast. Yeah, pictures. Cool. Not on my phone, but I'd imagine there's got to be pictures somewhere. Mm, make sure that those don't get out, man. Blackmail. It's a thing. <laughs> of me in the Jeff Gordon car. You never know, man. I hear you. Is this uh yeah you how old? Uh, seven, eight. Oh, okay. No, never mind. Yeah. Like thirteen. I was like, no, 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 no. You may want to hold off on that. I was young. By the way, I'll give you a, a quick second here to check out the YouTube. Some more slander coming at you. Okay. LeBron somewhere between Kurt Rambis. <laughs> I like this guy though. <laughs> He's David all the Lakers, all yeah. the role players. First of all, Nick Van Axel from um everything that I've seen, especially like on YouTube clips, uh, was really good. I mean, really good. Great ball handler. Could finish with either hand. Looked a little alien-like in his face, but, you know, I would, you know, I think he's a good player. Brian, I'm going to leave you with this from the blue check one. LeBron wants a Jeff Gordon car for Christmas to help him chase championships. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good one. That's a good one from the blue check mark. I can't wait. You know, uh, once we clear it, blue check mark, uh, we need to have you on, whether it be OT or if we ever, if they ever allow me to fill in again, which I, I highly doubt. Uh, on the main show because uh, I would love to have this back and forth in person instead of the Twitter fingers. That's fair. Definitely is comical. But at the end of the day, we're out of time. Three hours here. We appreciate you listening. If you've been here, in and out, whatever it is, Brian Middleton. Yeah, that was a good one. That That was was good. good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coming up next, Thursday Night Football. You'll be able to hear that one at 8. Kickoff should be around 8.20 for that one. We are off tomorrow. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your Christmas. Me and Brent Martineau will be back on Monday at 3, breaking down the Jags and the Jets. We'll be here all next week, leading you up to the college football playoffs and the Tax Slayer Bowl, which if you didn't know, Rutgers and Wake Forest, they found a replacement. We appreciate you listening. Have a great night. Have a great holiday.